Today, our guest is Ashley McKeechee, who is a faculty at Orange Coast College in both the yoga program, but also in the integrative health coaching program. And I think what really came through today in this interview is the importance of Sangha. That when we're feeling depressed, when we're feeling down, when we can't see a way forward in our lives, that getting involved with someone who is in part of leadership in a program like Ashley is, and creating this space where both the leader and all the members of the community are rooting for one another. They're inspiring one another. They're holding each other accountable. They're communicating with one another. They're letting each other know you matter. I value what you bring and it's not the same without you. I think this is so beautiful because it's what most of us want and it's what is missing in society. So to see that Ashley has created such a special program that allows her to do that both at OCC, but also in the yoga therapy programs that she teaches and mentors in. I just, I feel like this is what's needed. People that have a place to feel safe, to develop who they are, and and to really start showing up as themselves and be valued and appreciated for their authentic nature. That's what Yoga Sutra 1.3 is about, that you are good. You are amazing. You can show up and be you. You don't have to pay attention to all the social norms or what your family thinks you need to be or try to keep up with the Joneses. You're enough. You're worthy just the way you are. And if through a yoga and yoga therapy program, we can take a few years to kind of peel the layers off the onion, if you will, to let you see that radiant being that you already are. It's already in there, but there's just a covering. And so as much as a yoga and yoga therapy training might be about learning the knowledge, learning the sutras, learning the pranayamas, learning the meditations, like that's all great. But nothing is more important than what Ashley and I are talking about today. And that is learning how to show up comfortable in your own skin and do great work in the world. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. As some of you have heard, we are now starting a little mini series called The Best of Humanity. And if someone has made a difference in your life that you'd like to tell us about, you can call the number in the United States, 909-754-4092, and leave a two-minute message about how somebody made a difference for you. And if you want, I'll put it on the air and talk about it, with or without names. My best of humanity today is going to my friends, my girlfriends. You know who you are. We've talked about this often, that as we grow old, we plan to grow old together. Maybe even live in an old lady commune (laughs) where we all have our tiny houses and our gardens and we support each other and love each other. 
possibly our husbands, if we have them, will be gone, or our partners may not be on earth anymore. We are going to be there for one another. There's many of us that either don't have children or don't have relationships with our children, or maybe our children are no longer on earth. Whatever the reason, we've decided that we're not going to grow old alone. So I've been having this discussion with many of my my friends over the years, and I had another one yesterday. And I just want to tell you, as my friends, how much I appreciate that safety and security of knowing that in the final years of our lives, we're going to be there for one another and have decided to live together either in a house or in a piece of land with tiny homes. So I don't know what you're planning and doing in your old age. Maybe you need to find a commune of people that's willing to do this with you. I think it's time to start thinking about this. Our society is changing. Healthcare is changing. All the ways that we've been living in the world are changing. And to think that we could connect with people who will be willing to grow old with us, it's just a really amazing thought. So that's our best of humanity for today. To my friends, thank you. Welcome to the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast. My name is Amy Wheeler and I'm your host. We are so happy to tell you all that's happening in the world of yoga therapy. And we love to find guests from all over the world so that we can share and learn and grow together. Please nourish yourself, take time for yourself, and really relax into listening to the podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome my friend and colleague, Ashley McKeechee. Thank you, Ashley, for being here today. It's so nice to see your radiant, smiling face. (laughs) This is so exciting for me, and I am truly honored to be here, Amy. You have been such an integral part of my life. Oh my goodness, for 10 years. And this is just really amazing to be here in this capacity with you. So thank you so much for asking me to come here onto your wonderful podcast. Thank you, Ashley. You know, I I often think about how long you and I know each other, but just the relationships that are able to be sustained over time and how We watch each other's lives ebb and flow and our health and our dreams and our goals and our marriages and our hardships. It's really lovely to stay in relationship with someone like you for so long. I I just want you to know that I hope 30 years from now, we'll be saying we've known each other 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I mean, that, that is the dream. I, I, you're exactly right. To me, relationships are everything. And that's what I learned through my experience in yoga therapy. I mean, it started a little bit with yoga, but really yoga therapy made it alive and breathing and full of vitality. That's really the, the magic I believe in why we are so effective as yoga therapists and why we're effective as teachers and mentors is because the relationship is at the forefront of our practice and the forefront of everything that we do. And and I try to surround myself with as many people that are awe-inspiring and I respect and I'm interested in, and you have actually been, you know, one of the very first mentors in that 
journey for me as a yoga therapist and you continue to surprise me (laughs) I continue to be shocked (laughs) and just again in awe of your capabilities and so it's it's cool to be in group with with someone like that and you know we talk about this idea of being in a sangha Mm-hmm. Uh, a group, a community of like-minded individuals, and we're all trying to reach our fullest potential. And so being in Sangha with you is 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 really important to me. Mm, thank you so much. You know, I, th- I think people underestimate what you're saying, which is the people you spend time with and you share ideas with and you share your heart with it's everything. And I think that's why TKV Deskachar says yoga is relationship. And it's such a cliche thing to say now, like everybody's saying it, oh, it's relationship. But what does that really mean? That means we give each other grace that we try our best not to gossip about each other, not just you and I, but just in general, that we think about each other with empathy and compassion about what each person must be going through. And I was talking to my husband this morning on our walk that, you know, most of the time when people hurt us, it has nothing to do with us. They're just trying to get through life. So I, I really appreciate you staying in relationship with me and our, our whole Sangha at Optimal State. And I know you're also part of many other Sanghas too that I want to talk about. You know, I, I would just say too, you know, part of being in a Sangha is you know, holding each other accountable and also pushing each other. And you're right. I am in many, many different sanghas. You know, I have sanghas with my colleagues and my friends that are part of, you know, the optimal state family. I'm in sangha also with my students. You know, I've been working at a community college since 2014. It's called Orange Coast College. It's actually a college that I went to 20 years ago, which is so crazy to think about, you know, in the year 2000, (laughs) I came back from, from living in Italy for a few years and I, I wanted to really grasp the language. And so I I went to a a community college near my home in, in Costa Mesa and I immediately fell into a wonderful sangha with with students around me. It was such a special place. And I felt totally supported by this campus. I met really incredible teachers and faculty and staff. And that was also a time when I was trying to figure out who I was. And I was feeling, you know, sad and hopeless. And, you know, 9-11 happened and I was so confused. And my mom was was so important to me in that time of my life because she said, I really think you need to talk to somebody. And Orange Coast College had, you know, free mental health counseling. And so that was my very first time talking to somebody about how I felt. And and I only needed, you know, three sessions before I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, I, I, I can go back into the world and and I can be okay. And, and at that same time is when I took a yoga class for the very first time in my life, you know, at Orange Coast College. And so when we talk about Sangha and community and being around people that are like you and that push you and, 
you know, they kind of really was this amazing part of my life at, at OCC. And then to think that 20 years later, you know, is like I'm working there and I'm running a yoga teacher training program and I'm working with another sangha of professionals that support me in a way, Amy, that I have like never been supported in a professional environment. And it's, it's, it's sad because I have worked for years and years at universities and colleges and and, and it can really make or break you, <laughs> the people that are your bosses, the people that you work with and coming into, you know, a, an environment where you feel like no one's listening and not and not valued. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, and and actually, I mean, you, you know, in retrospect, you look back on it and you're like, well, thank goodness that that happened to me because it 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 moved me to this place in my life. But my gosh, I, I worked at a university where for a several years was so bad. There was so much going on that was not professional. And somehow there was just all of these miscommunications. And so for me, when, when I thrive, when we all thrive, when we're loved and supported and cared for and cheered on, I would go into this place day after day, just feeling like I wanted to run away, run away. And that's actually when some really serious back pain started. <laughs> so really serious, you know, yeah. oh my gosh. And I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. So I would sit at my desk for hours because I was afraid to go out. I was afraid to be criticized. I was afraid to feel eyes upon me that made me feel so worthless. And so this back pain started so intensely. And um, luckily, <laughs> that really pushed me on this trajectory to embrace yoga therapy and the power of that. And in, in fact, I had this wonderful yoga therapist during my time at Loyola Marymount University where I was getting my certificate and talk about, you know, the, the yoga therapy is so cool because it, it utilizes all of these different tools and techniques, but they're so different for each person. One, you know, size does not fit all. And so it's this co-negotiation. Let's try this. Let's try that. So I would go into work feeling so sad and so angry and frustrated because like, I'm a good person. <laughs> Why don't you like me? <laughs> and, and so I had a yoga therapist I was working with and it was so funny. He said, I want you to buy a wave runner. Do you know what that is, Amy? It's like a box. It's, it's like a boxing, a, a portable boxing bag. And you put, you put water in the bottom. <laughs> so, so he didn't say, Ashley, I want you to do some deep breathing every morning, you know, visualize. I, think I know who this is. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> the, the famous, the famous Robert Bernberg, right? He didn't say, sit, you know, sit down and visualize positivity all around you. He said, I want you to buy a wave runner. You're going to fill the bottom with water. You're going to buy some boxing gloves. 
And I want you to punch the crap out of this bag every morning for 20 minutes. And I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, what? what? And he's like, and I want you to visualize everybody's faces <laughs> on this boxing bag, you know, and I want you to just, just give it to me and, and scream and yell because I was breaking, mm. you know, I was so tender and so traumatized that, you know, you could touch me and I would break down, right? Any little thing would set me off crying. And so I couldn't, I couldn't continue to have a, an experience like that every day at your job. <laughs> so he said, I want you to beat the crap out of this bag. So it took me about three months, mm. three months. And then of course, another type of intervention that came in, you know, where it was like, now let's talk about some deep breathing. Let's talk about visualization. Right. But I needed to rid myself of all of that tightness, that contraction, that fear, that disappointment, that, that disconnection. Mm -hmm. So once I did that, I was able to come into work. <laughs> I actually walked up to the person in particular that was making my life really, really challenging. And I asked her if I could have a conversation with her. And this is somebody who made me feel so little mm -hmm. for a couple of years. And I walked into her office and I sat down and I said, I'd like for you just to say whatever is on your mind. And I will sit here and I will listen. I won't say one word. And what I ask for you to do after is to let me have that same chance to talk and for you to listen and for you not to say one word until I'm done. I'm like, can we agree upon that? <laughs> she said, yeah. So my goodness, Amy, for about an hour, she said the most terrible things to me, <laughs> most terrible things. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I am in a space right now of peace because I had worked on ridding myself of all of that constriction, contraction, mud, fear, all of that for months. And I was sitting and I felt like I had a shield around me and everything that she said just bounced off. And at one point, I don't even remember what she said, but I was like, Dang, good job. Wow, you are really rocking this. I'm <laughs> really rocking this, Ashley. Like, what is she? She, she's, she doesn't know. There's been some miscommunications. Other people have been talking. This has been a very toxic environment being here, but good work. Good work. It's all going to be okay. And I was breathing. And then finally she stopped and I said, Are you, are you, are you done? And she said, Yeah. I said, How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I feel great. And I'm like, okay, good. So can I have an opportunity? So I really only needed a few minutes to let her know that there was some disconnection between what was going on. And she just kind of looked at me with her mouth open and was in shock. And uh, I said, can we move forward? And I'd really like to come to work and you know, we don't have to be best friends, but I'm used to being in environments where I feel supported and I like to support others. And I like for us all to collaborate and not feel like 
when I'm offering something that's coming from my heart, that it's just going to be shot down immediately. And that's what I've really been feeling these last couple of years. And no one thrives in that environment. No one does. So can we come to an agreement where we can respect each other and give each other space to shine? And she said, okay. And okay. (laughs) The crazy thing is two weeks later with my birthday and she actually brought me a birthday cake. (laughs) And, you know, and, and, you know, so it's like, we talk about these tools, we talk about these techniques and my goodness, like they work and they're so individual. And you are able to, you know, see that it works, then like everywhere you go and everything that you do, it just becomes so incredible. You just, you feel like you are a part of everything. And there's so many interesting things about that story and and yoga therapy. But I what I remember about that time of your life is that it was really challenging to decide to leave such a secure position that had a monthly paycheck and healthcare benefits and, you know, a pension and all of this. But once you decided to let go of that and follow your dreams and follow your heart, your back pain actually did clear up a little while later. And now you're really living the dream of working at Orange Coast College, running their yoga teacher training programs. And even more recently, now you've become a faculty for the integrative health coaching programs. Like how could you even imagined that it would get so much better? And as you said, you'd have this total support and be with a community that really values you. I I just want to point that out because when we're in that dark place, feeling not valued, feeling critiqued, not seen, um, and thinking we're stuck, we don't realize the potential of just letting go of the rope and saying, okay, I trust this is going to work out. I'm a hustler. I can get this done. I'm good at what I do. And watching yourself like a cat land back on your feet, three stories higher. Yeah. You know, when I started on this journey to yoga therapy, there was never an end game ever. You know, I I got my teacher training, the, my 200 hour back in 2011. And, and strangely enough, when I was going through biographies of the different teachers that worked in the studio where I got my teacher training, someone brought up yoga therapy, that they were in yoga therapy school. And I had no idea what that was but they said they were going to Loyola Marymount University. And I had actually been accepted to Loyola Marymount University when I was, you know, senior in high school. And I remember it being so beautiful Mm. campus. And so I, I somehow something, I I really don't even know how this happened, but I got online uh, and I saw that there was a program called yoga therapy. Didn't even do research on it. No idea what this was about, but I had a yoga bestie. Her name is Andrea Henson, who is still my yoga bestie. And I said, do you want to do this program with me? (laughs) Because her and I both did our 200 hour together. And, you know, again, relationships, Mm -hmm. you've got somebody who is just right there by your side. And 
you don't know what what they're proposing, but you love them so much and you're supportive of them and they think it's a good idea. You just go with it. So we just rolled into it. And we decided, sure, yoga therapy, LMU, all right. <laughs> and And so that really saved me. Because during this time of, of working at this university and having so much insecurity that was just taking over, you know, my, my eight to five, being in a yoga therapy program was the best thing because I was studying all of this really positive healing modalities, getting to meet you, getting to meet so many just powerful uh people passionate, passionate people yeah. passionate you know wise you know it was just in glowing it was just incredible and so when i was really having that hard time at work i was like you know what maybe i could actually be a yoga therapist <laughs> i mean i know i know i was going to graduate you know, being a yoga therapist, but I was like, no, I think I, I'm going to be this because I can't be in these environments anymore. And being at the, in the yoga therapy program at LMU, I felt supported again, right? I felt like, oh my gosh, all these people, like they really want to be the best they can possibly be. That's so awesome. You know, and then, and we have these amazing tools that are in text like we have textual evidence it's not just like yeah try this you know it's 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 only it's you know it's been around for a couple of years <laughs> it's like no no this is supported and w- which just really kind of made me feel so excited about it uh, you know on so many levels so then when i knew i was going to graduate i was like i am leaving everything behind there is no turning back this is what it is all about. This makes me feel good. These are the types of people that I really like. And I am moving in this direction. And I walked up to the boss that I had at the time. And I said, I am giving you my two weeks. And she looked at me and was shocked. <laughs> you know, cause you can't, you can't tell them that you're leaving. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell them because you don't want them to get you out earlier, but I mean, not that that was possible, but you also don't want to tell them because you want to go in there <laughs> and you just want to have your moment with your head held high, holding oh. your back, knowing that the pain's going to go away now. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this back pain is, is, I'm leaving it behind, as well as this very, very difficult five years that I just had, uh, especially the last two. And it was empowering. And I just had this feeling, but you know, the feeling was supported by the philosophy of yoga. I mean, it really to me is, in, it, it's it's so <laughs> kind of all wrapped up in this perfect little package from a text that we really go to and 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 look to and and use so much the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali and it is Sutra two point one it is Tapas Svadhyaya Ishvara Pranidhana you got to do something every day that moves you in a positive direction that is difficult. <laughs> It is not easy, but you know, if you do this, it is going to get you into a very positive place. And then Svadhyaya, it is self-reflection. It is being interested in who you are. It is being curious about how you're feeling. 
And then Ishvara Pranidhana, you've got to have faith. <laughs> and I, I, I remembered that, that sutra and I said, this is the teaching that is going to help me and guide me and support me. And I'm going for it. And then again, I'm not looking back. And it, it takes that kind of inner conviction to make that move. I mean, so many people in yoga therapy have left their toxic past behind and decided like, this is possible. And what I think is so interesting about that is when we're in those toxic or states or depressive states or highly anxious states, and we see something like yoga therapy and we see people who are doing their best all day, every day to keep their vibration higher. Like you've, when you're in that negative place, you don't even realize that exists until you see it in your yoga therapy program. <laughs> I think that's interesting. It's almost like, oh my gosh, there's another way to be. I don't have to put up with this anymore. Yeah. And, and, and now it's really, that's the challenging part of it is because now I know that there is like a clear path and why wouldn't you want to move to that path immediately? Why wouldn't you just want to say, I'm leaving all of that other stuff behind. And even if it creeps up, which it does, right. Feeling sad, feeling depressed, feeling um, disconnected, uh, you know, yes, we, we, we feel that that comes, but there's like another way <laughs> and it doesn't have to those feelings of hopelessness. It doesn't have to interfere with every part of your day. And, and, and so that's why it's, it's very challenging for me because I, I, I see it so clearly that when I work with students, you know, when I work with my mentees, when I, when I meet someone and talk with them for the first time and I'm like, this isn't working for you, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is not the way that you want to live your life, right? So come with me, <laughs> let's come over here. But we're so used to having that, that sense of, it feels comfortable to kind of be in, be in that place because that's where people have lived for a long time. And comfortable in our suffering, comfortable in the suffering. And, and I, and I am not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. And, and so I'm the type of teacher where, you know, I have to listen. I have to listen because I've got to let somebody have an opportunity to say what is on their mind, to, to process it. Right. But then our, you know, our goal as yoga therapists is really to hold that space, right. Give our students some time, but they can't take all the time. <laughs> it, it can't just be about that. It has to also be about what is possible. And I really live by another, you know, potent sutra, another potent teaching in the Yoga Sutra Patanjali, which is Pratipakshabhavana, cultivate the opposite, because that's where you can live. That's where you can thrive. That's where colors come alive. That's where relationships are thriving, you know, in that opposite place. And 
So I, 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 I want to give people time and they should, they deserve time. I, I get that. But it's also like seize the moment. There's so much more to experience in this life. And that's what I really try to cultivate when, when I teach and I try to create these really strong sanghas, these really strong communities. And I tell my students, you've got to fight for each other. You've got to lift each other up. So when I come into the classroom and I see that the energy is low and I know that it's difficult, I know that life is hard. I know that you've got a lot on your plate, but we've got to raise this vibration. We've got to work together. We need to support and inspire each other to be better. And, and when I hear students say, yeah, we're having a hard day and yeah, everyone's feeling it. So we're just going to, you know, after class, we're just going to talk about how hard things are and just cry about it. And I, I get firm, Amy, and it's not, <laughs> you know, I mean, is it the best thing, you know, to be firm, but I, I have to give them another option. And I said, that can't be the only way out of it. What about doing something different? Why not focusing on what is going right in your life? What about focusing on all the tools that you've learned in this program and throughout, you know, your, your yoga journey? What about focusing on those things? What about focusing on what you have in common that brings you happiness and joy? What about that? Because those are the types of communities and relationships that we want to be in, that we crave. So I, I do get a little forceful. <laughs> Well, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying. And when we're in Thomas, when we're kind of in that blue goo, the uh, antidote to that or the Pratipaksha Bhavana is fire. Yeah. You have to put some heat and some fire on that to get out of it. And it's uncomfortable, but there's no other way. And only we can put that fire on ourselves. And it's much easier to just slide down into the quicksand and you know, not, not work on ourselves. And, you know, some people would say that this is spiritual bypassing, that you're just manifesting joy and happiness, you know, but really it's the spiritual path. The only person that will save me is me. If I'm willing to put in that effort to find a good Sangha, to change my attitude, to find things I'm grateful for, to set goals and work towards them. Like nobody's going to do that for us. Only we can do that. If that's spiritual bypassing, I actually think that's the hard work, right? The bypass is I'm just going to slouch down in here and stay depressed. That's a whole lot easier, you know, on a daily level, it's not easier long-term, but that's a more passive way to go about it. Yeah. And it's incredible. The power of the Sangha, right? Because you know, I, I say that it's my Sangha too, you know, as, as the teacher, but the Sangha, you know, at least in, in this experience and in, in this um, example, me, you know, as, as the teacher in this yoga teacher training program, of which I'm, you know, the lead trainer, when, when I bring these groups of people together, right. And, and I believe, I truly believe because they could pick any program, you know, I mean, this is a college program. So very different <laughs> than I think the expectations from like a, a studio's 200 hour, which is, you know, uh, come in and, you know, you, you might be able to come and leave as you please, you know, but here there are 
some serious student learning outcomes. There are quizzes, there are papers, there are exams, there are presentations, you know, there's a whole canvas learning system, you know, that they've got to get up, get on and, and try to navigate. I mean, there's a lot, right? There's a lot. So when I, when, when all these students come together, we really do spend time talking to each other, finding out what our common thread is. And then I tell the students, look, you can be a great teacher, but if you don't know how to communicate and you don't know how to inspire each other, you don't know how to pick someone up and, and, and help them see that there's a better way and to root for them on the sidelines, like the, 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 the teaching is nothing. That's right. So it really is about these relationships, this Sangha building. And, and interestingly enough, this semester, there has been a couple students that just, it's been too much, right? Life has been too much. And I do have some high expectations for these students. And again, it is a college program, but what brought these students back was the Sangha because I reached out to the students many times and I said, email me. I'd love to set up a Zoom meeting with you. Come on in. We're missing you. We, we, we. But not until the students reached out to them and said, we miss you. We need you. You are a part of this journey for all of us. And without you, it's different. And it's not going to be as wonderful as it could possibly be. And even though you're feeling insecure and anxious and there's a lot going on, come to class be here. You don't even have to do anything. Ashley said, you can just sit in the back and just breathe, (laughs) but we need you here. And that's what changed everything for them. Did you ask the students to contact them? So I, I put a little pressure on them when I saw that these students weren't coming to class. Now students always make, you know, their connections with one or two other students And I know that they were in relationship, but not until everybody did it and and really saw that it that it needed to to be done. And that's what I have to do, too, as as me being kind of the head of of the program is saying, look, I I understand that you want to be compassionate and understanding and, and let people live their life. Right. You know, if this is too much. What do you say to them? Oh, well, you know, they, they've got to make decisions for themselves and maybe this isn't the right program. It's not the right time. But it's when I said, we've got to fight for them. We've got to fight for them because this is probably the healthiest place that they could be. So I think that with that little push, again, me being a little bit more firm and, and, and guiding them and saying, don't let them go that that's when they came back. I think this is so unique and special about you. And I want to ask more about how you keep that state of mind. But I also think it's what society needs. We've fallen apart. We don't have Sangha. We don't have people looking out for us and fighting for us and telling us that we matter and we're valued. And it's not the same without us. Like, where does that happen? Very few places. And Usually if it does, it it could even be an unhealthy, toxic situation, right? So, but let's get back to you, Ashley, because ever since I've known you, 
you have been the queen of bhavana this idea that there's the ability to visualize what you want out of your life how you want to show up who you want to be how you want to impact people what are your goals you've had such a strong bhavana of your life and and how you want to conduct yourself in this human body i know that you worked with robert bernberg on that because he's also into a lot of bhavana but what types of things do you do every day to keep your mindset like that because even those people who know what they're supposed to be doing with respect to this issue fall off the wagon but do you have daily rituals do you have ways that you kind of pick yourself back up and get on track wow you know i i think that it really started with having two loving parents <laughs> and a sister i finally began to really love <laughs> we won't get into that here <laughs> that finally word <laughs> the most wonderful person in the world but you know I'm a redhead. I, for, for some reason, I came out of the womb thinking it should be, have been all about me. And then my sister came along. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it took me many, many years and actually moving out of the country to finally want to, to be a better sister. And I, I still work on that every single day, every single day. She means the world to me. Yeah. So I, I, I think that it started with my parents. You know, I, my dad is just this super positive person that is a smiling entity of light. You know, he is, I, I grew up just hearing laughter in my home and my dad was a, was an attorney for a very long time. And then decided one day, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not fulfilling <laughs> and I'm moving in a better direction. And I believe in myself to do that. And so I, I got that part. And then my mom has always been seeking more opportunities to push herself. You know, she was getting her PhD when I was in grade school. And I, I remember her teaching aerobics, like to massive amounts of people. Like we're not talking like at a gym, like she worked at Mattel toy company and would teach aerobics to like hundreds of people. And I grew up watching that and, you know, her involvement in the inner city and wanting to create programs for all types of, of children and, and people that didn't have support. And then, you know, my, my mom is still, I mean, she's 73 and she, she still does five K's every weekend. And I mean, so these are the types of people I had in my life that were driven by this desire to do new and fun things and uh and that there was always a new adventure that could be had and so i think that was ingrained in me from a very young age and and that's why when i had a friend who basically in acting school who said you should go to italy and i was like okay <laughs> it's like adventure fun. You know, I had no idea what to expect, but I think that that has just been a part of me for a very long time. And I also have this love, I think for myself, and I never really understood what that was until I 
started on the yoga journey, especially yoga therapy and, and being curious and interested and, and really making it a priority to, to care about who I am, to do things for myself that only I know what I really need and to stop looking to others to validate me, which I did for a very long time. You know, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> I wanted to be, uh, you know, I mean, that's all about, look at me. Is Am I okay? Am I good? Am I pretty? Am I this? You know, and then when I started, you know, in and, and learning so much more about yoga and yoga therapy, it just clicked. And I, I just started to like really care about who, me, this, this, this little child, this little soul. And that just comes back to me at every moment of the day. Mm. And, 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 you know, when you talk about rituals and practices, it, it's really changed, you know, in, in the beginning of my journey, you know, and, and, and as a yoga therapist, it was really about a practice that you did every single morning. And that practice set the stage for how you were going to interact with everybody in your life. And that was really important. And again, it's about relationships. That practice makes you better with others. That practice opens up your eyes so that you can see the people in front of you that need you. And, and that is so profound. So this is like one of my favorite memories of like just starting to work as a yoga therapist, it was, it was 2014 and I was working in a clinical environment in a functional restoration program. So I was, I was a yoga therapist working with a physical therapist, an art therapist. Oh my gosh, this was so cool. A Tai Chi master, a physician's assistant, a dietitian, And we would all work together in a six week program where we'd have folks that came in that were basically on workers' compensation they would come in and they they'd have this program for them where they did all these different types of mind body healing practices so that they could go back to work. Mm-hmm. And so every week we would meet in this integrative setting, you know, working with all these wonderful professionals that had all the their you know their lenses of of seeing each individual person and I was running late, you know, so I, I, I ran up and I, I was about to have our our meeting. I ran up the th- the three flights of stairs and I burst into the room and they're like, oh, you know, we, we need like 10 or 15 more minutes. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> okay. Well, I had actually forgotten my notes my that, that I was, that I usually bring. I left them in the car. So I just, you know, kind of mosey on down the three flights of stairs. I go to my car, I come back to the landing and I start to walk up the first flight of stairs. And I see this girl probably in her twenties. And her and I pass each other on that first, you know, range of stairs. And I can tell she's crying. Now that's the first part of what yoga therapy does for you. It allows you to connect with other people. And I see her with, you know, there's something is wrong. And instead of me just continually, you know, going up the stairs, because I've got somewhere to go, I've got a job. I turn around and I say, excuse me, are you okay? And 
she looks at me and she's shocked, right? She's shocked. And she's like, uh, 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 why, 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 why are you asking me that? And I said, my name is Ashley. I teach yoga. I'm a yoga therapist and I am trained to connect to other people. And you look like you're sad or you've been crying. Are you okay? And she could not believe I was asking her this and kind of fumbled through her words and said, well, yeah, I, I, I was crying. I, I just saw my psychiatrist and yeah. And I said, well, do you want to talk? Are, are, you know, I, I, I can spend some time with you, you know, or do you have someone to talk to, you know, as, as you're, as you're leaving. And she said, no, I, I'm, I'm actually better now. And she looked at me and she said, I, I tried to commit suicide last night. Mm. And I looked at her and I said, I'm really glad you didn't. I'm really glad that you're here today. And I said, would you like to exchange numbers? And just, just so that you know that someone is looking out for you. Someone's thinking of you. And so we exchanged numbers and we, we ended up talking and, and, it, and this is actually somebody that I still keep in touch with. And this was back, I mean, we're talking like eight years ago, like long time ago. And, and I still keep in contact with her just to check in on her, just to let her know that everything, how everything is. And, you know, is there, are there any resources that she needs? And especially during COVID. And that's the power of this practice. That's the power of, of what yoga therapy has taught me. So that when I go out into this world, it's about having that clarity to see others in need. And just by asking someone, how are you? How are you doing? And yes, getting over the fact that it's very strange for a stranger to ask how you're doing, but to let them know that, that you are curious and that you're invested and that this is another human being that that is needing another human to connect to and that we're out there and and so you know my, my practice has changed so so what what i used to do was spend you know 30 45 minutes every morning kind of building up that awareness that clarity so that i could I could go out there and, and, and make a difference. And now the practice is done everywhere at any time, whether it's at Vons <laughs> waiting, you know, to in a very long line, even when I've got somewhere to go and I'm late for it's breathing, it's noticing, it's making conversation with someone behind me. It's being in my car and, breathing and letting someone go right in front of me when they need to and and not to feel <laughs> you know aggressive and you know just to kind of try to give other people a little bit more space mm. because i found that through the yoga therapy practice and so now i feel like it's my dharma it's my purpose to to give that to other people does that even make sense? I don't even know if I... <laughs> I, don't, I mean, this is the end game right here. And a lot of us still need a daily practice to put ourselves in the state to be able to do that. Or maybe we take a little break from the mat 
or the meditation, but then come back to it in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But ultimately that's what it's about is this idea of connection and relationship and presence, being aware of the people in need around you. So I I just think that's such a beautiful story, such a beautiful story. Yeah. And, and, and I, I get to be that person, especially at Orange Coast College, you know, with, with these students that are coming in and that is such a challenge for me. And, and it's obviously a challenge that I crave because I keep, I keep going back every semester, but there are so many people that, you know, it's so interesting, Amy, I I know that you and I feel the same way. And, And even when I talk to the other mentors and faculty at optimal state, we all have this ability to, to see the person in front of us as who they are truly meant to be. And it's so interesting to meet a student where they're at, but know where they're going to go. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I see that all the time. I mean, I, and I don't even need a semester. I see it in 10 seconds. (laughs) You don't know what's coming. It's incredible. And, and my, my challenge is giving them that time for them to finally see themselves through my eyes. Yeah. And, and, and that's frustrating. <laughs> and that could be really difficult because especially when you're met with a lot of resistance. And it's funny, I was talking to the Dean of, of the kinesiology department and, he, and, you know, cause I talk about these students, I talk about how difficult it, it is. I talk about, because this is the space where they, you know, I, I've created this safe space where people can say what they want to say. And, and you can't do that in a math class or in a chemistry class. I mean, my husband teaches chemistry at Saddleback College, you know, and, and he, he's just like, wow, you do this with your students? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I give them. This is yoga. <laughs> this is the yoga, you know. Uh, even though there's academics, you know, to it, there, there still is that that ability to kind of talk it out and, and to be expressive and, and to take time, you know, to experience that. And so my Dean is like, wow, you've got a lot. He's like, you know, you'd think yoga, <laughs> it's so bright. And, you know, everyone is so calm and at ease. And I'm like, well, <laughs> people are coming to the yoga practice to get there, but they're not there <laughs> right away. And it can take years and years and years. And you've got to start with a practice. I mean, you have to start by like walking the walk and talking the talk. It can't just be like osmosis. I mean, you can come to class and you can hear it and you can get excited about it, but unless you're doing it, it's just going to take you so much longer. And I tell that to the students all the time. Like you want to get from Los Angeles to New York. Well, then do all the things that we're telling you to do because it's going to take you years to get there when it really is like a quick flight. (laughs) If you put all of your attention on it and you believe in, in your, in your worth, but there's been difficulties. There's been traumas. There's been sanghas of people that are not healthy, you know? And, uh, 
finally I get to 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 be there and and to help them see something different using all of these ancient tools. You know, they're not my tools, you know, and and, and that these are tools that have been passed down, you know, from generations to generations and and are supported in these texts and and I get to be that conduit and say this is the, the this is this is the gold. This is the magic. But you've got to do it in order to make a change so that you can finally step into who I know you are. And you're even going to, you know, beat my expectations. You're going to exceed my expectations. I know you are. But you've got to start doing the work now. I, I see the students when I was working at the university they're like afraid to believe in something. They're afraid to become self-empowered and go for it because what if I fail? What if people think badly of me? What if I'm not capable? So I think getting them to buy into the belief that they can do it, if they put in the work, it's going to pay off. You're going to get to, as Patanjali says, a new plateau, a new vista in your life. And you, then you plan another one and you go there and like, it's almost like people have lost the shraddha or the faith to even try. Yeah. And that's confusing because why be so afraid of failing and failing? It's that word doesn't even mean anything because you never fail. You never fail. The only way you fail is by not even trying. So you know, I, and I, and I have had that I've had students come to class and they don't try, they don't study, they don't make an effort. They don't put any time into the practice. And so, yeah, of course, when you get up there and try to teach, it's going to look like a disaster, <laughs> right? But you've got to just try because I'm here. We're all here. The Sangha is here. These really, you know, wonderful, safe, supportive people they're here to 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 be by your side they're they're on your side so just try and you will learn though so much from the process and that will get you better that will help you gain the confidence it, it it's not okay to just be afraid it's not okay and and in fact I have this this great story um, because when one of the mentees uh, was that, that I in your program, Amy, at Optimal State, who is a wonderful yoga therapist, absolutely wonderful, and she'll graduate in about a year. And I I, I see her potential, and I see who she is. And it was so funny because she doesn't want to do a certain thing that she should be doing. <laughs> and she said, but we don't have to do this. And I said, you know what, though? You have to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to allow writing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm not going to allow you to be comfortable and <laughs> to be afraid. I'm going to force you to make this happen, to do this project, to, to work with people that you don't want to work with. You've got to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is a beautiful 
practice because when, when you are with the right people, when you've got those right relationships, they push you. They should push you to be the best that you can be. It should, they shouldn't just say, it's okay. It's all right. I understand. Okay. Whatever's comfortable for you. They've got to say, no, you are capable of so much more. And I think, you know, it, it goes back to the reason underneath. Am I not doing this challenge because I'm afraid or I don't think I can, or like, that's not a good reason, right? It's not. not. And, And it doesn't allow you to make memories. Honestly, I mean, when, when I think about all of the memories in my life, you know, all of the things that really stand out, it's the times that were really tough. It was the times when I was totally out of my comfort zone, you know, and that's why I, I that's why I really like to do escape rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what those are? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a huge fan of escape rooms. And I kind of think about that as being a yoga therapist. When I work with someone, I feel like I'm in their escape room. <laughs> and it's, it's an opportunity to go into a place that has a puzzle on every wall in every nook and cranny. And I've got to figure it out. <laughs> I've got they to, have to figure it out with you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We are in that escape room together and, uh, and, and we have to push and we have to try and we have to get uncomfortable. And, and that's where, that's where those, those massive breakthroughs occur. It's true. Massive breakthroughs. And, and that's why, again, I go back to that Sutra 2.1 tapas, you know, that doing something every day that is really out of your comfort zone, that is going to be how you get better. That's going to be how you gain the confidence that you need. And, but, you know, to come into it too, with, with, with humor, you know, it's, it's not going to be, a walk in the park, <laughs> but if you can laugh at your mistakes, but take in the constructive feedback and keep moving forward, then gosh, you know, the, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah. Well, Ashley, we're, we're coming to a close and I feel like this episode has just been so full of really thoughtful discussion and changes of perception. I think with so many people out there experiencing depression, anxiety, trauma, we all need this lecture from, oh. from our, the faculty of OCC. <laughs> you know, I, I think we all need a pep talk to say, look, it's going to be hard, but you have to do this. Yeah. It's not an option to just quit. It's not an option. And, um, you know, luckily, I think in this academic environment, it's so great because, you know, it is connected to a grade. (laughs) So part of your grade is showing up. And, you know, that's why I think these students are really successful because they're enrolling in a program that is attached to, you know, the possibility of, you know, you moving into whatever direction you want to move into, but, you know, you're going to have a, a, a grade point average, right? That's going to follow you wherever you go. So it's almost like that's what keeps them coming back 
also is this underlying, you know, responsibility, like, well, okay, well, I'm enrolled in a college course. So I love that. I love that. And that's why I can say, you've got to come to class. I can put that in the syllabus. <laughs> you've got to keep coming. And then of course, taking time to make sure that everyone really feels like if you're not here, we suffer. When, when you're not here, it's not as impactful and potent as it can be that you are a part of this puzzle. And when you don't show up, there's a loss. Yeah. And I will email students and I'll say, my very first line is, we missed you. Please come back to class. Let me know how you're doing. Can we set up a time? And if I don't receive that email back, then I will say to the students, reach out to this person. Let them know that they're missed. Yeah. Well, I think that is a beautiful metaphor for life. What you're doing, you're holding people accountable, but you're also continuously inviting them back into the, the circle of friends and letting them know they matter and they're valued. If, if we all just walked around and did that, as you did with the woman on the staircase that had tried to take her own life, that's, that's what this world needs right now. So you're, you're training them to get that grade, but more importantly, you're training them how to connect as human beings for the rest of their lives, no matter if they become a yoga teacher or not, is almost irrelevant. Well, yeah. And, and if they become a yoga teacher, that's really, that's like the last thing. Although if my Dean told me, if my Dean heard me say that, I, I definitely want to hear the podcast, <laughs> but I would just rather them live the life of the yoga. Yeah. So that, that becomes a part of everything that they do. Mm. So Ashley, if someone was interested in taking the 200 hour teacher training at OCC, or you're also a faculty member on the integrative health coaching at OCC, how could they contact you? How could they find out more? Yes. Well, we have, of course, a wonderful website. It's full. We have two career and technical education programs are called CTE programs. So these are really you know, designed for folks who don't want to have to take a math class and a science class, right? You can just come on in and just get your 200 hour and be a yoga instructor, or you can come in and you can take this really incredible program called an integrative health coach certificate program. And that's very similar actually to being a yoga therapist, except the tools that you learn in the integrative health coach program are primarily tools that are, are more Western tools and you're, you're trained to work in a integrative environment in a clinical setting. Um, so it's a really great program too. And, and, and I'm coming in and starting to teach in that program. And, but of course my lens is always through that yoga therapy lens. So they can go to orangecoastcollege.com. They can Google OCC yoga instructor training program or OCC integrative health coach program. They can find me on, I have a website, 
Ashley Mikichi Yoga. Also, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Ashley Mikichi Yoga. And I'm also teaching the special series of classes that I call Yoga for Healing at Blue Healer Yoga in Huntington Beach. These are classes that are not drop-in. You commit <laughs> to a 12-class program. It's three months, one time a week. You are with the same 10 people. So again, it's creating Sangha creating relationships so that you know that you've got 10 other people that are also on this journey to being the best that they can be and learning the tools so that you are constantly learning, applying, and then learning something new and applying it, you know, and we're all learning together. That's been a really wonderful new addition into my life. So grateful to one of your almost graduates who opened up the studio, Pamela. So this great little studio in Huntington Beach. And I do offer yoga therapy privates, mentorship privates. And I'm going to be going back to working at Rancho La Puerta, which is a wonderful 4,000 acre wellness resort in Tecate, Mexico, usually Folks come for one week and experience the bliss of organic food and yoga, meditation, fitness and wellness classes, world-renowned people from all over that talk about their specialty. And so that's all, that's something that I, that I just started being able to be a part of. And I, I get to go there during my, my time off at OCC. You are one of the busiest, most passionate people I know. You've got so many balls in the air, but it's so clear that you enjoy all of them. So just to review, it's orangecoastcollege.edu. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes. And then ashleymckeechee.com. And we'll put these all in the show notes. And then of course, the wonderful studio Blue Healer. So thank you so, so much, Ashley, for taking this time with us this morning, inspiring us, getting our eye back on the ball about what, what we're really doing here, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I would like to just leave everyone with just one thing, which is you can make a living <laughs> being a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist. You absolutely can. And that's what I... That, that's really what I want to empower you with, right? But there are a lot of different things that you're going to be able to do. It's not just linear. It's incredibly complex, but it's so fun and so exciting to, to just do this without being yoga is like a little side job, you know, no, <laughs> to like fully be able to make a living breathing yoga on a day-to-day -day basis and thriving in your life. It is possible. And we have programs to get you there. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. And the people who are making a living have kind of gotten over their own self-doubt and just moved into it. And if we're not able to do that, move through our self-doubt, it's much harder. It's much harder. Yeah, find a sangha, find a group of people that are going to lift you up and push you and and recognize your strengths and who you are when you have that 
mud on your glasses, as, as Amy always likes to say, you know, to help you windshield wiper that, that mud off so that you can see who you are through all of our eyes. And when you've got that support, anything is possible. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks, Amy. I'm so happy to have spent this time with you. I just want to thank Ashley for reminding me how important Sangha is, that these relationships we build with one another can last a lifetime. They can help us to feel valued, respected. They can lift us up when we're down. They can inspire us. They can help us learn how to communicate healthy with one another. They can help us have more accountability. They can help us have more self-love. They can set a standard for us that maybe we don't even see for ourselves yet. They can give us faith. They can help us to stop looking for outside validation. These are such important things in life. It's traditionally what a healthy family would do, but let's face it, many of us don't come from healthy families. I think Ashley is very lucky that she came from such a happy family, but we as a yoga community can kind of reparent ourselves and and do this. And I know at the Optimal State Yoga Therapy School, we have small cohorts and it's pretty easy for us to work together in this way as a spiritual community to help each other, not just survive, but to thrive and to become the best version of ourselves. And I know that's a big part of the healing that each of us goes through on the journey as we go through school, learning all the facts and figures. This is kind of happening side by side so that we can become an amazing yoga therapist and then help others to do the same, to find their true authentic selves and feel confident in their skin and move forward and make a difference in the world. So thank you, Ashley, so much for reminding me how important Sangha is. And I want to invite any of you to come take any of our programs at the Optimal State Yoga Therapy School. This is what we're doing. It goes beyond just learning information into self-transformation. All right, everybody, have a great week. Please don't forget to sign up for our newsletter mailing list, where we give you a free gift every single week. It's usually something that the guest has been talking about, like a book chapter or an article or an infographic. Check out the show notes for that. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget, we have a new YouTube channel called Optimal State with Amy Wheeler. We also have a new Patreon page where you can support us to bring you the most excellent content. And that is Optimal State and the Yoga Therapy Hour Patreon page. Also, you could write us a review on most major platforms that host podcasts. Give us five stars if you appreciate the show and tell us what you love so that we can do more of that. Finally, we support several nonprofit organizations through this podcast. See the show notes to understand how you can help. If you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor for this program, contact us at the email welcome at theoptimalstate.com. Welcome at 
theoptimalstate.com. And finally, a special thank you to our team here at Optimal State. We are truly a global family. George Mantuan, one of our executive producers. Adam Satchel, senior media producer and sound engineer from the Philippines. Krishna Panchal, a producer from Canada. Modupe Abdullahi, who does the show notes and is an editor for us from Nigeria. And Peter Morley, who wrote and produced the music for this show, who lives in Australia. Find more about Peter's work at www.zenmusic.biz. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.